Hi, y'all, and welcome to the I Believe Your Abuse podcast, where we talk all things narcissistic abuse. I'm your host, Brandy Fuller Anderson. I am a counselor, coach, survivor, also author of the book I Believe You. This is my red flag mini episode where I discuss different red flags that might clue you into a relationship with a narcissist. They will certainly clue you into a toxic relationship. Some you may now notice were present in your toxic relationship, maybe even from the very beginning. But being aware of them now will help you to understand why they are toxic for you and help you to develop boundaries designed around protecting you from them in any future relationships. This experience you were in, or are in, is really as crazy as you think it is. The things that you thought didn't feel well, were actually just as fucked up as you thought they were. Don't doubt yourself, and know that these experiences were happening to you, have happened to others like you, and you will get past this, and we're in this together. These are signs to validate all the bullshit that was designed to fool you into thinking something was wrong with you, and things you will explore and understand now so that you're prepared in the future should some other abusive dipshit try to throw some twisted and purposeful confusion in your direction. They're mostly all signs that you need to turn right around and run. Just my regular disclaimer before we get started, that often when telling my personal stories and when making references, you may hear me refer to the narcissist as a he. And just know that this is for ease of telling my personal story and for staying consistent, but I know and I acknowledge that narcissists are both male and female. Okay, so these are a few of the dynamics that I now realize identified my relationship, and it's really hard for me to pick just a few for each episode, as I realize now that there were so many red flags that I chose to ignore for whatever reason. But I'll mention additional ones in future red flag mini episodes as well. This is just a few to kind of get us started. And the first one is unwarranted arguments. Meaningless conversations with my narcissist would turn into raging fights without any warning. Now, when I say meaningless, I really mean meaningless. Narcissists have one guiding principle, and that's ego preservation. They're super, super sensitive to any information that they can perceive as blaming or threatening to their ego, which could mean something as simple as a word that makes them maybe think that they've failed at something and you noticed, or that they have a flaw that the whole world can now see. More than anything, they want the world to be blind to any flaws that they may have because they want to remain blind to any flaws that they have. They're unable to cope with feelings of inadequacy. So if those feelings start to creep into their mind, they have to quickly get rid of them. This is when they'll start to play tricks on both themselves and you. They'll try to quickly convince themselves that the flaw belongs to you, and if you deny this projection, they may try to start twisting facts in a word salad until you either forget what was happening or get confused enough to wonder if you are the flawed one. Literally anything to avoid those feelings. 
often at the sacrifice of you and your sanity and self-esteem. And here's the kicker. You can never prevent slights to their ego. Never. Sometimes they just imagine them. And you really are taking the burden of these feelings off of them. They don't care how this affects you. It feels purposeful, but in reality, they don't think about you enough to even consider the fact that you may be affected by some of their actions. Since you cannot prevent it, and you cannot predict it, you will likely find it confusing each and every time a seemingly meaningless conversation runs off the rails. You may be searching your mind for ways to avoid it in the future, maybe wondering how it started, what you said or did wrong, wonder what they're trying to hide, what their ulterior motives for starting a fight with you would be. But the truth is, there is no logic behind it. Sending you on an emotional wild goose chase. There's no sense behind why they're angry with you. Sometimes they're projecting onto you and sometimes you are simply an irritation in their day because they don't want to deal with the likes of you until they need you for something. As much as victims hate to hear it, you do not mean anything to the narcissist. If you've made it past this understanding, you hated first hearing it. If you're struggling to make sense of the whole thing, it will sting to hear it. And when I first broke free, it broke my heart to learn it. But it was necessary to pull me out of denial and into the path of healing. They have no room or care for you until you're needed for something. You are no more special to them than any other person on the planet and they'll trade you in without blinking an eye as soon as someone comes along that has something better to offer. You were only as good as what fuel you bring to the narc and eventually that fuel runs out and your only purpose is as a punching bag for the narc for them to project all of their negative emotions onto and as a scapegoat that they can use to explain away their foul behaviors to others like my partner just makes me so miserable that I can't help but act miserable right now or oh well the reason you saw me with that other woman is because my partner is constantly cheating on me and abusing me and I'm so unhappy and all I wanted to do was go to lunch with someone and have some attention on me for a change. I'm so damaged and so victimized. You are not crazy. This situation, however, really is batshit crazy. Don't doubt what you feel. You should never feel confused and on edge in your relationship. This tactic will not stop. You will run into times when you are projected onto, involved in word salad, screaming for no reason, and there is absolutely nothing you can do to prevent it or stop it in the moment. There is no amount of therapy or understanding or time that will cause the narcissist to change the way this thought process occurs. Nothing. I can save you months or years of wasted effort by telling you that even if you were to walk around silently and only nod in agreement with whatever your narc says, it would not prevent these rages. Your behavior really has nothing to do with them and you cannot avoid them. They will happen and they will likely get worse 
and worse as time goes on. For your safety and sanity, you need to get away from this toxic behavior. So all of this will tie into the next red flag also, which is, well, defensiveness. Every attempt to communicate something with my narc husband would lead to him feeling blamed. He would become defensive and point out whose fault it really was or wonder why I blamed him for everything. Literally any question I threw at him would be taken as me blaming him for something. If I asked him if he picked up milk on the way home today, he would defensively rumble back, no, I didn't pick up any milk. You didn't even tell me that we needed to pick up milk. How would I know to pick up milk if you didn't tell me that we needed milk? If you wanted milk, you should have said something. That's your fault. Overreaction? Now, mind you, I don't even drink milk. So if we were out of milk, it was because he drank it. However, I certainly wasn't accusing anyone of anything. I mean, it's milk. Who really cares, right? I just wanted to know. If the answer was no, then I could go to the store, pick up milk. But remember, narcissists are super sensitive to any dings to their ego, as their biggest deeply rooted fear is that they be discovered as inadequate. They're constantly on the lookout for signs that someone is seeing what is beneath the falsified exterior. They very easily feel shamed. Now again, It'll save you some time to know that there is literally no way that you can avoid shaming them. It happens absent of your behaviors, sometimes just in their imagination. There's literally no way you can tiptoe around enough to never be slapped with these out-of-nowhere defensive arguments with the narcissist. It will eventually lead to that place where you don't know who is right and who is wrong where you don't know who started the fight or even why you are fighting. Where you don't know if he's abusing you or you're abusing him. You will be in that place of confusion that causes you to sit around and be abused while you're trying to figure it out. When the truth is, you likely won't clearly figure it out until you've removed yourself from the situation. And all along, it's damaging your memory, your confidence, creating a fear in you about opening your mouth when you can't figure out how to prevent the fights, and starting the symptoms that will one day just be part of the complex PTSD that you carry away from this relationship. It's going to happen. It is toxic. And the only way to prevent it is to get away from the situation and go no contact with the narc in your life. Now, I'll also point out that narcissists live complete lies, delusions of their falsified persona that they must often adjust to fit any situation that they're in at the moment, and they lie about absolutely everything. So this has to play in to some of the reasons that they're constantly on the defensive. I know that if I was lying to everyone around me, I would have so much anxiety over knowing that I could be caught in those lies at any moment and 
I would always be suspicious of why I was being asked questions and maybe if someone was on to me and that's why they wanted to know things or maybe why I felt like they were always poking at me for answers. So that would also make me quite defensive. So they do have a deep-rooted shame and an inability to cope with it, but they also have good reason to feel shame as they're really just all-around shitty people. So, the third one is wanting to pretend those fights never happened. Fighting one minute and forgetting the next. After those horrific fights, my husband would storm off, and when he came back, he would act as though nothing had happened, like he forgot all about it and he just loved me again. So confusing, right? I remember him storming off and me thinking, what the hell just happened? And what the fuck is he mad about now? And did I say something? Did I do something? What do I need to change to prevent what is going on? I don't understand what it is that made him so angry. And I don't understand why now it's hurting me so much that he's just ghosting me, right? That he's off with the silent treatment or he just took off and I don't know where he's at or what he's doing. I would spend sometimes hours agonizing over what had just happened in this argument that I didn't even understand or know where it came from and maybe was so confusing I'm not even sure what what we were fighting over and he would come back as if nothing happened seemingly unbothered by the entire situation like he never gave it a second thought and expect me to act the same way which I did and so many times I can remember thinking to myself that I really needed clarification on what just happened or I really want to finish this fight because I'm not exactly sure if we got to the bottom of anything and I really have questions about what the hell we were even yelling about in the first place. But when he came back and he was so loving and it was like it didn't happen, it felt better to just go with that feeling to just go with that in the moment than to go back to a fight that deep down I knew wouldn't answer any questions and wouldn't solve any problems. So I just went with it and just enjoyed the loving side of him. I remember questioning whether or not he had multiple personality disorder and I was thinking to myself, one minute he's this guy who loves and adores me and Without warning, his eyes become dark and blank, and I see only hate. Most of the time, he would even tell people, or tell me, how much he absolutely hated me. It even got to a point where I was fearful of going to sleep next to him. Wondering to myself, what if the, one of, what if the side of him that I'm going to sleep next to is the one that hates me? What's to stop him from killing me in my sleep? I don't know this guy at all. I had no idea what was happening, and it was a while after leaving my husband before I started to understand this personality disorder. Even though I had years and years of psychological training and counseling experience. Personality disorders are not something that can be read about in the DSM, not for any clear understanding and certainly not accurately for a diagnosis, as it's greatly misunderstood by average people who try to use it. 
I actually may do an episode on this later on just to explain a little more in depth, but personality disorders aren't even standard teachings in advanced clinical psychology and are for the most part not discussed in psychological communities unless a need arises. This is why many, many therapists and even psychologists are untrained to diagnose and treat either those affected with narcissistic personality disorder or those abused by them. I went back to school and I started to study personality disorders as well and did my fair share of research and even I'm no expert. Um, it was at this time that I, I started learning about this lack of object constancy, which is what would allow him to feel both positive and negative feelings for me simultaneously, or allow him to remember feelings of love for me even when I had triggered his shame. For him, if he became mad at me, he would start yelling at me and telling me how much he hated me, had never been attracted to me, how all we ever did was fight. And I would think, what is he talking about? We haven't fought for a while, and in fact, we had such a great day to together today, just at a barbecue with friends, and things had been going well, he'd been very romantic with me, we'd spent a night together and he'd told me how much he loved me and couldn't believe that he had found somebody so amazing as me and how he thought I was beautiful. And we'd even started discussing having more kids and buying a house, making plans for the future. I was completely taken aback by these comments, but for him, without object constancy, as soon as he was triggered in a conversation, he no longer recalled those feelings or those good times with me. He knew only what he felt in that exact moment, and in that moment, he hated me. This was probably the most frustrating thing for me near the end of the marriage, mostly because he would make comments around people we knew, like, we've never been happy, this marriage has been doomed from the start, I've always been so miserable with her, no, I don't want to have kids with her, no, we're not planning to buy a new house, I can't wait to get far from her, she's a nightmare. And everything that had been positive in our relationship up until that point was stolen from me. Every time. I was always made to look like a fool. Like I was the delusional one and didn't, wasn't experiencing the things that I knew I had. Like I made up conversations that didn't happen. He spoke so freely about things that it always seemed easier for people to believe him. He had the less crazy story. After all, I couldn't talk about things I didn't understand, and I most certainly did not understand these things that he said that made little or no sense at all. I had no idea why he was saying them or where they were coming from, and I most certainly was not in a position to defend myself since I wasn't even aware yet that I needed defending. Not yet. But I would. I wrote it all down. I read, and I researched, and I listened to survivors. And I encourage all of you to do the same. You can get support in between episodes on Facebook or Instagram. Just look for I Believe Your Abuse. You can also join us at IBelieveYourAbuse.com. 
and you can send in comments, request ideas or topics that you want to hear discussed on the podcast, or maybe send in a survivor story that we can share on the podcast with other people who are struggling and who might find some encouragement through your story. Just shoot us an email at I believe your abuse at gmail.com.